啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦We didn't know we were starting on that, but we just started singing in unison, so we had to. But anyway, uh, I'm, you're here with your host, me, Austin, and we have Brad over here. That sicko bomba Brad to you. <laughs> sicko bomba Brad. It's been and too long. We are here to talk about the first game that we ever recorded on our gaming channel, which was, oh, recorded, shit. which was recorded two years ago. We recorded Indigo Prophecy Remastered on PC uh, with a very shitty audio setup. Not that... Our audio setup has gotten too much better, but it's gotten better than what it was. It fit the quality of the video game. It fit the quality of what Indigo Prophecy was. But, so we figured we would sit down and we would talk about our experiences with Indigo Prophecy and starting up the channel and just whatever else came up to Let mind. me start off with this, that Indigo Prophecy was 110% Austin's idea. So, I'm going to stop you right there, Brad, and uh, I'm going to let you guys know that, I guess technically, yes, it was my idea, <laughs> but Brad brought it to my attention because I had never played a David Cage game before, before that, because I think I started Heavy Rain once on PlayStation 3, but I never finished it because I didn't much care for it, but... Brad had the bright idea of bringing up Indigo Prophecy one day, and he was like, we should play that as our first game. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's play Indigo Prophecy. Let, let me premise this. Let me let me set the screen for you. Me and Austin became friends in the year of 2013, right? I hated Indigo Prophecy back then, and him and my other friend Matt would like shove that game in my face and be like, look what we found, and I'd be like... Fuck off! <laughs> and then, like, back then in 2013, he's like, Hey, have you guys heard this game that came out two years ago called Alan Wake? I love that game! And now here we are in the year of our Lord 2020, talking about Indigo Prophecy and currently playing Alan Wake. Yeah, so currently for the YouTube channel, we are playing Alan Wake uh, in honor of Brad never actually playing Alan Wake before, but we wanted to play it because there's also a DLC coming out for the newest Remedy game, Control, which is based around Alan Wake. So I wanted Brad to get a good feel for what Alan Wake was, and I wanted him to, uh, I guess, you know, just experience the story. So we're working on that. That's going to be posted later once we get more of it done. But anyway, uh, we wanted to talk about Indigo Prophecy and the lovely Brad's favorite person on the whole entire earth, David Cage. Now, I'm going to stop you right fucking there. I can't stand this guy. He, the first game he ever made was Omicron the Nomad Soul. Which I bought on PC because I want us to play it one day, but... It's unplayable. Well, like, I don't know that. I've never played it. I don't know how it works. It, good! <laughs> you literally saw the intro of it and stood 30 seconds of it and immediately quit. Well, right, because it, like, it looks like a video game that was made out of melted crayons... Like, they got the crayons, melted them together, molded... This was molded. supposed to be the Dreamcast crowning achievement. No, that's that, that's Sonic Adventure 2. And no, we, no, no, no. I think, after, we, all, after I think Sonic we all know Sonic Adventure 2 is the crowning king of the Dreamcast. You mean Sonic Adventure 1? No. No? No, because Sonic Adventure... Does Sonic Adventure 1 have City Escape? No. Uh, that, that's all City you Escape was, was, was on GameCube, PS2... 
no, it no. was around. Right, 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 right. Because it's in Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. It's the best one. You want to play a good Sonic yeah. game? Sonic Adventure 2. Okay, did you play Sonic Adventure 1, though? Uh, no. It had story. It had a plot. But Sonic Adventure 2 was all like... Dan, 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 no, 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 I get it. The, the <laughs> soundtrack was banging, but Sonic Adventure, if you never played it, look at the final Look at the final level. It's pretty cool. Mm. I'll consider it. Wait. One of them has them turn Super Saiyan at the end. Yeah. Right? Is that one? Yeah. Yeah, they turned. I knew that. I knew one of them. They turned Super Saiyan. Like if you know. watch the Sonic X anime, it goes through the stories of the Sonic Adventure series. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now that I'm not gonna watch the Sonic X anime. Um, it's good. I, <laughs> I am just not, don't watch it uh, dubbed. I am not gonna watch any sort of Sonic anything. Um, I do. Did you by any chance see that? Because Tyler tagged me in it on uh, Facebook, I think. But they're doing a Cowboy Bebop like Steelbook release coming out i think it's like next month i already have like the blu-ray collection what right but i don't and they're releasing it on steelbook and it looks so pretty how much do you think that steelbook's gonna go for it's i already looked it up it's like 40 it's i like spent 20 and got the whole collection on blu-ray yeah well be that as it may it still looked really cool <laughs> but anyway why do you hate david cage so much okay first there's a lot of developers who don't get a fair enough shake like i don't know if you've played dante's inferno I have, and I, I enjoyed it a whole lot. Okay, why aren't we getting more games like that, but David Cage is on his fifth goddamn game, and none of them were good. Yeah, but you know, I've never played Detroit Become Human, and I've heard good things about it. You can hear good things about Heavy Rain, too. I mean, I guess you're right. But, the, but I still have a shirt that has Jason when that kid getting run over by a car. <laughs> That's probably the best part of the whole game. Jason! <laughs> Jason! Oh, well, just from playing Indigo Prophecy by myself, um, with, oh, I say by myself, with you. Um, oh, okay, I, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but there's another reason why I hate David Cage, is because he was so goddamn masturbatory about this whole fucking thing, because he said this was supposed to be the crowning achievement of video games. He built it up so he fucking He said big. Indigo Prophecy was supposed yes, to be? Yes, the crowning achievement of all video games, and all video games are going to be modeled after this game from now on. Because he was going to try to make a movie video game, because he's a fucking movie maker, not a fucking game developer. Okay, then why is he a game developer? Because he couldn't cut it with movies. <laughs> well, so he made the fucking Indigo Prophecy, or known as Fahrenheit in other countries, and he put himself in the fucking tutorial... The show, oh, this is behind the movie. And I'm like, it's a fucking video game. I think you're right, because you remember when you start the game and it says start movie? It, yeah, it doesn't say start movie. Game. It doesn't say start game. <laughs> well, um, so yes, it, it, it insists on itself, I guess. You could it's, say that. Yeah, it's, it, it's full of itself. It, that's true, and you can see it when you're playing it. However, when you go back to the game itself, let's think about the characters a little bit. Who was there? It was Lucas. It was... Clara. Clara? Who the fuck was Clara? Clara? I don't remember Clara. Was she the, the woman cop? Yeah. Her name was Clara? And then Tyler. Clara? I, don't, I remember Tyler. I don't remember her, her name being Clara, but alright, fuck I it. I don't remember if her name's Clara or not. I'm but like, Lucas was a very dry character. Tyler had the most personality. and he Tyler was the funnest to play as. <laughs> he was the most fun. He was great. 
Clara sucked. Honestly, she she was Tight there. spaces. Clara was there as a love interest, and that's all. That had no reason to be a love interest. It's like I'm gonna investigate this guy for murder, and as soon as I suspect that he's not the murderer, I'm gonna suck his dick. And that's exactly what fucking happened. And then you get to the end. And of the guess game. what happens in Heavy Rain? What? Oh, uh, there's this guy who I think has totally murdered his child. And as soon as I suspect he didn't murder his child, we're going to have sex in a cutscene. <laughs> and then someone's going to dub over Jason during the whole cutscene and make it a hundred times better. Or worse, in Indigo Prophecy, they're going to dub over Theory of a Dead Man for every scene that happens in the game. You know what? It made an improvement. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love Theory of a Dead Man. No, you fucking don't. Shut up. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, from a storytelling perspective, it was also wasn't it, good. It was awful. Um, just, at what point did you get what was going on? I I still don't. Like even to this day. Like oh, I, okay. Even, let let me set the the plot for you guys. If you didn't fucking watch it, so uh, the guy's taking a piss. Right? How all great stories start. Uh, and then that. this guy gets possessed by magic. Right. And then he stabs a guy rocking a piss. So okay. he's like, I've murdered somebody in this horrible bathroom. And then he's got to hide the body. And then he's got to walk out. It's like, oh no, I murdered somebody, but I was possessed during it. Yeah, Why? But who, was, but who was he possessed by? I don't even remember. It was the like... darkness man. The guy who was in the raincoat who he fought on the top of a building oh, with superpowers. Oh, you're right. It was that whole like Jedi fight and they were like climbing up uh, like uh, recording towers. They're not recording. Fuck. Fucking uh, the, antennas the t- yeah. and shit. And they were way too heavy to be on an antenna. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like yeah. walking up. And, and they're like, just they were walking nothing. up those dishes that would fucking tilt. Beating the shit out of each other. But then at the end... Or towards the end... Hold on, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, you're right. So, there's the raincoat man, who is apparently in every David Cage game fucking ever. I think you're right, because I think I remember in Heavy Rain, like, the, the actual murderer was in a raincoat at one point. Yeah. Like, was it the cop guy? It's the cop. Yeah, and he was like... It's the fucking cop. He's been, there was rain was scenes, a playable and he was in a black, he was in a black raincoat, just yeah. sitting there chilling. He's like, I'm gonna jerk off in this coat. Okay, okay, so he's the main villain. So, so then he's like, oh no, I murdered, but it's not my fault, and I have to find the real killer. So he leaves, the cops finds... find him almost immediately, because <laughs> the, the body's just sitting there on the shitter, just like, I've been stabbed. And he's like, oh no, we gotta catch the guy, and there's only been one guy in here, so we know who it is. And then so they, they go, go to his to... apartment, and he's yeah. like, did you kill him? And he's like, no, and they're like, fair enough. And they leave. <laughs> and then he's like, why did I get chosen to be stabbed and possessed? And then he's like, uh, I don't know, because you're the chosen one. What does that mean? You'll figure it out halfway through the game. And so then for some reason, the crows kept asking if he'd seen We're Back, which is weird. <laughs> that, that that happened like four Guys, times. Guys, if you ever saw a movie called We're Back, it had <laughs> dinosaurs in it, and there was this old man whose eye became a raven, you'll get that joke. If not, don't worry about also, it. Also, if you were completely unaware, Brad and I have a, a rough, complete playthrough of Fahrenheit or Indigo Prophecy on the channel. And I say rough because it was the first one that we ever recorded, but it's also rough because whenever I was recording it and editing it, I ended up cutting out a lot of just like extra shit. Like whenever I put it to put it to like file. we fucked around as Clara and Tyler for hours trying to find out what the fuck we were supposed to do. And that all got cut out when we were saying a lot of shit about how Waluigi didn't deserve to be in Smash. Yep, we did a lot of that dumb shit. And I went through and I edited in Adobe and I took a lot of that stuff out. 
So when you're watching it, there there's a lot of like just jump cuts that kind of go around, but you get the gist of what's going on because I I basically jump around to where me and Brad were talking the most, and where we were having the most unique conversations, I guess, at the time. But so anyway, the cops leave, and then this motherfucker at some point I don't even remember when, but he goes to his brother, who's a priest. Yes, and he <laughs> says like. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell anybody he said i told jesus and he's like but jesus told the cops and then he offers you and then, right and your brother offers you that like uh the, the cross necklace yeah and i and remember it gave you a life it gave you one life but i didn't accept it in the game because my brother's being a butthead so i didn't want anything to do with him you, you gave away a life that we could have used i did did life really matter in that game it did because we kept fucking up no i don't think so I don't think it matters as much as you think it matters, but so you get you get a lie from your brother, whatever. You leave him. You end up fighting the embodiment of the internet at some point, the big wire guy, the the glowing. Uh, no, no, no. That's too far ahead. That's too far ahead. You have to fight the archangels in the church. Oh, first. you're right. And they're like the angel, the angel ghosts, motherfuckers that come to life. Yeah, and, and then you kick their asses, and then you run to the parking lot, and then the cars try to run over you, and then they run over the scientist because for some reason you needed to find a scientist. And you know that also brings up the really bad gameplay mechanic, like the Simon Says gameplay that was in oh, that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys, there's only one way to do a movie video game, and that's to uh, do Simon Says for all your controls. And if you mess it up even once, uh, you just fuck up and die. Mm -hmm. It's like, have you ever seen one of those commercials for, like, it's the chop thing where they chop up the celery? Yeah. You yeah, see yeah. those commercials like, are you tired of chopping up and you can't do it right? And it just shows white people who just can't use knives. <laughs> That's what it's like to play Indigo Prophecy by messing up a prompt. You're right. Because you mess up one prompt. And he's and like, oh shit! It's just a I forgot how to walk and I fell in front of a cop and I told him that I killed people. <laughs> it literally is that. It's... You seem to remember a lot more about this game than I do. Almost like you've done research in the past. It's almost as if I've watched multiple playthroughs of it and then played it through myself. Correct. So what happens after the Archangels? you remember? So after the Archangels, uh, you're just walking down the street, hands in your pockets, all sad. And then the cops are like, Hey, this the motherfucker with supernatural powers. And then you get arrested. And he's like, whoa, I got my hands up. I got my hands up. I'm walking towards the wall. And then he does a backflip. Oh, you're and right. then he uses the secret otherworldly powers that he didn't have 30 seconds ago to knock them all on their ass with air blasts. And then other cops are coming. And he does a backflip. And he jumps on a train. And then a helicopter <laughs> oh, chases the him, him And then he has a double backflip under the train. And he's like, you can't catch me because I... I'm Jesus. <laughs> and then that scene. Wow. And then they go to his apartment, and then every item in the apartment tries to kill him. The cabinets, the milk, the beans, Orville the Redenbacher. tables. Orville Redenbacher. Everything in his goddamn apartment tried to fuck him up. And he said, Dodge, Dodge, this is a Matrix knockoff. Dodge. God, so you're really reminding me of how bad this game actually was. Oh yeah, it was a cavalcade of bullshit. And they put this out thinking, man, this is going to do gangbusters. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, he thought this was going to be the shit. What really disappoints me is, like, if you, like, if you look up, like, trailers on YouTube for Indigo Prophecy and you read the comments on them, like, it's people saying, like, this game is a masterpiece. This is the best thing ever made. Because they got tricked into playing it. It's like, <laughs> I'm not suffering alone. And they want other people to play it. God damn. But... So what happens after that is you go to the museum and we find the mural of Cat Dog. Ah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And that's I laugh the most. The Cat Dog mural is where I I giggled. He fucking lost it. I lost my shit on the Cat Dog part. And I was like, oh, Austin, guess what? He's like, what? It's fucking Cat Dog. <laughs> oh. But and after then there's that, a bonus in the corner. Oh, we didn't oh, talk about We bonuses. haven't talked about the bonus system. All right. Name any game that has a bonus system that's like that first comes to mind when you think of a bonus system. Um I mean I don't I don't know of any game that has one exactly like Indigo Prophecy, but games Like when some, you think of a bonus system, what comes to mind? You getting a reward in a game and then it goes towards perhaps an attribute towards a character. Point blank, you said there's a reward. Right. That's what bonus means. Right. Secondary bonuses, maybe you get like some concept art. Maybe some XP or some, to level up. Or, or some insight behind some lore. Right, right, right. Like in uh, Assassin's Creed, you'll find like all these side quest shits that you'll be like, oh, maybe I'll finally unlock this fucking... This quest that we've been trying to figure out the lore behind for fucking years, and you never do. <laughs> but it's still, it's bonus. It's side quest. It that gives you, get, you something. Yes. You get something in return. This motherfucker <laughs> decides to say, I'm going to put in a bonus system to, pos to, to possibly boost up the replay value of this game that I've told other people not to replay. So, but didn't the bonuses go towards like the morale of the character or was that just no! based on what you did? Not at all. <laughs> The, the morale was a whole different meter that you couldn't fix. But if it fell below a certain point, you died because you got so depressed you kill yourself. You're right. See, I forgot that that stuff even happened. So I remember you like you remember when you played this Tyler and you threw the little basketball, uh, not the yeah, ball, like yeah. the water paper into the trash can. Yeah, and can. then you miss the water paper and it goes down. And then you <laughs> play the basketball in the snow in fucking shorts. And then if you miss a basket, you go down. It's like the, the meter should have been called 13 Reasons Why the Fuck Are We Playing This Game. <laughs> are you ready to talk about the wire god at the end of it? I'm not, I'm not done with the bonus yet. Okay, keep going with the fucking bonuses. <laughs> so, so normal bonuses, you get a reward or you get a meter. You get this is how many bonuses of this how many is possible in the video game. So maybe you'll go back and try to beat the game with more bonus than you did last time, right? Right. No, fuck that. What you get is you find this card with an X on it with varying colors. And it'll say bonus plus five. Plus five what, motherfucker? It doesn't give you it's a plus meter. plus five bonus, It duh. doesn't show you how many total bonuses achievable. But at the end of the game, when you beat the game, and we did it with the good end, too. It was just surprising to me because I thought we played it like shit. No, that's just how the game was meant to be played. <laughs> that's if we did everything right and we did. And at the very end, we saw the credits and we saw Theory of a Dead Man pop up on six different goddamn tracks. And at the end of those fucking credits, 
Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> Bonus plus 200. And I almost shit my pants in protest. <laughs> Why they would give you that much bonus at the end of the game that doesn't even track the bonus is beyond me. You don't get anything! <laughs> There's no bonus! It's a lie! <laughs> Alright, so after you do your sick flips over the train, you get to talk to old Miss Lady in the mansion. Oh, yeah, and you gotta navigate lady. that fucking house, which took forever, and you get to push her into walls because she's in a wheelchair and she can't do anything about it. Correct. And then the fucking raincoat killer man shows up again and he's like, no, 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 no. But then you escape. And then you have to um, you have to avoid the cops and go see your girlfriend who broke up with you before you murdered that guy. And then you're like, hey, I totally murdered somebody. And I know you broke up with me before you knew that, but I need your help. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Isn't that the scene where you hide under the little table? Yes, and, and I like, hid under the little table. He's like, you'll never find me here. <laughs> and like the fucking tablecloth is not even all the way down. No, you can, you see, can his see him. Out, but the police walk right by him. No, oblivious as like, fuck. They're just like, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I hope you guys have caught on. But so far, this game is fucking horrendous. This Literally, the, pretty bad. The mechanics, the story, the writing, the dialogue... Everything in this game is utter ass. And there's no... We could tell you about it all day long, but if you just go and watch even just the first episode of us playing it, you'll understand. You can feel our pain really kind of set in near the end. You can feel my pain extremely, because that was my first introduction into the game at all. And it was completely new to me. I've seen two playthroughs of this game before I even touched it, and I've owned this game before. So I was a little bit more comfortable playing the game because I knew the shit that was going to happen. But See, still, like, even still playing the game. still let me play it. Yeah. Why? You wanted this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> you could have told me no. <laughs> we could have done something better. It was for the channel. <laughs> and where did it get us, Bradley? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> Maybe the prize at the end of the journey was the journey itself. No, it wasn't, Bradley. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The shitty fucking controls. Everything bad about that game. Nothing. No, no, no. We skipped a very crucial part of the game. What was it? The bugs in the office level. Oh, you're right. Oh, fuck. The fleas. The, the giant fl fleas. The fleas that would fall all over you and just shit on you. And you're like, oh, bugs. I don't know what they were supposed to be, like time bugs or something. But they were, they were just No, fucking... they had no reason. There was no reason for bugs. <laughs> they just showed up and they were huge and you had to fight And no indoor... one else saw them. Yeah, it was only us. It was only Lucas like, Kane. These bitches were knocking over walls and fucking just throwing papers up in the air. And Lucas is like, oh shit. You're right. Hey, do you remember that part where uh, Tyler has a sick-ass beat playing behind him when he's walking Every through? time. <laughs> you get to change the beat depending on which record you put on. Hell yeah, bro. That, that shit was the shit. And one of those records had fucking Omicron on that bitch. Oh, oh you're right. Yeah. That's when you first told me about it. Yeah, because Omicron was the first game that he put out, and it's even worse than this one. It was a stupid-ass Easter egg that we didn't even need to have. But then again, I wouldn't know so, about... So, back to why Tyler's the best character. I mean, he's got a nice girlfriend. He's got a job as a cop that he doesn't really, you know, like, but he's it's a job. And he's like, I gotta catch this guy who's a murderer. Or I could say, fuck that, because my girlfriend's saying I should stay home more. I mean, was his girlfriend really all that great? 
I mean, she... I, this was the only r realistic relationship in the game. Yeah, that's true. Everybody else is like, David Cage just mashed their genitals together and said, it's a match. <laughs> it's a match. I'm French. This is how they do it. Oh, yes. They just rub their nipples together and it happens. <laughs> Yeah, I remember his girlfriend sounding as she was. She was a little bit bitchy, but I think yeah. she, I think she just wanted loving. She, yeah, I mean, like he's at work all the time, and that's a real thing that happens in relationships. And then Tyler, you get to pick what he does, and we said, "Nah, fuck off. We gotta catch this murderer." We cared more about making fucking money and getting this shit straight than getting we did new bitches. Than we did fucking our wife or girlfriend, whatever she was. We we did such a bad job trying. Okay. The premise of this game is you have to play as three main characters. You play as uh, Lucas Kane. Lucas. You play as Carla. Carla you play yeah. as Tyler. Yep, that's it. Two of the characters you play as are trying to catch the first one, and if the first one gets caught, you lose the game. So what in the fuck is the reason why I would try hard as Carla or Tyler? I mean, you're not wrong, but... Because they said, make a sketch of what he looked like. And we drew, like, fucking scribbles. We tr You tried to draw, what's his name from The Simpsons? What was his Who? name? The the killer guy from The Simpsons with the, that goes after Bart all the time? Sideshow Bob? Sideshow Bob, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you tried to draw... Because I'm like, they'll never catch him now. He looks nothing like Sideshow Bob. <laughs> and sure enough, they're like, he's the guy in the picture. I'm yeah. like, that didn't make any sense. I know. We made it look so not like him, it was ridiculous. <sighs> okay, That's back like... to the story. There's the fucking fleas. There is that. There is the flips. And then the story starts to escalate because he goes into the, the Tower of Cat Dog. And they tell him that he's the chosen one. And he's like, why am I the chosen one? He's like, why you got superpowers? Why are you asking so many questions, Lucas? It's part of the story. Get Just the fuck deal on. with it. And they said, you're this chosen one who's going to save the next chosen one. What the fuck's this chosen one shit about? He's like, oh, there's this girl who, uh, who's got powers and the raincoat man's going to get her next. And unless you rescue her, the whole world's going to freeze. What? Because the Fahrenheit keeps dropping. Title Whoa. drop. Wow. 75% in the game and you finally figure out why it's called Fahrenheit. I don't think I even caught that when we were watching it. Yeah, because the if you notice every new cutscene, it'll show you the temperature outside and it keeps getting colder. I don't remember that at all. Because like you get cold, you get like depressed in the winter time just because it's so cold and desolate outside, and it starts off at like you know ten degrees, and it keeps going like lower to zero, like negative ten, negative twenty, negative forty. Like, is it like a New York? In New York? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't get a negative forty degrees in that's, New York. That's what I was wondering. I didn't think it would get that cold out there. Nah. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. It's like it's global because the chosen one is being abducted by the fucking. The murder priest or whatever. They don't explain what he does or I mean, why but, he's doing it. But speaking of his brother, doesn't his brother die? I don't remember. He gets chased after in that temple. Oh, no, he can die. Because remember, you, you call him. Right. And I call him and him. I saved him. Yeah, but if you don't call him, he fucking Yeah, that's why dies. we got the good end, because we saved him. Yeah, because we saved uh, Marcus? Marcus. Marcus. That's his name. Yeah. So the only Marcus. redeemable character in this damn game. 
I, he, he was a sweetheart. He looked nothing like Lucas, though. No, like, no. Side by side, no, I would have never His mom guessed. got cheated. <laughs> it, I would have never have guessed that they were brothers. Like, they were two different-looking characters. But So, this what happened next. Um, yeah, because doesn't Glowy Dude show up with Wheelchair Bitch? No, Wheelchair Bitch is Glowy Dude. Oh, right. Because she said, there's something I haven't told you. <laughs> and she just stands up. And I was like, I've been pushing around your wheelie ass for two hours. And you could fucking walk. <laughs> and then he says, not only that, ching. She turns into a light bright that fucking flickers. And he says, you must construct additional pylons. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> And she's you like, additional <laughs> pylons. And then she's like, bitch, you gotta save the girl. Who's the girl? Who? Go into this room and you'll find out. And it's nobody you've ever seen before or heard about, and you're 90% done with the game. <laughs> this is the plot here at the final hour of this video game. I forgot that the little girl just showed up at the end, too. Yeah, and there's no reason why she did. She doesn't have a name. That we care to remember, and she doesn't have a reason other than she's got superpowers, and if you put her in the primordial LCL ooze, she'll become a tree. What? Yeah. Is that why there's a tree at the end? Yeah. Are you serious, or like... Austin, I dare you to come up with a better explanation. <laughs> so I this is dare you, just, you. This is you just coming up with your own. That's the whole point. You have to come up with your own ending. That's why David Cage is like, it's different. But do you remember fighting that thing at the end? Oh, oh we're, we're getting there. Because you got to save the girl, right? You got to toss her to glowy thing. Uh -huh. And then you're like, hey, bitch, meet me on the roof. And you're like, you're on the roof. And the guy's there. And you're like, this is for making me kill that guy, you motherfucker. And then y'all meet. In this Dragon Ball Z-esque fight. And you're fighting in midair. And you're punching and you're punching and you're kicking. And, and there's then you're no bouncing. explanation as to how he has these powers and stuff at this point either. No! It's just, it's just he has powers. He, he's the chosen one. And it has no explanation on how this is happening or why. But... He was possessed, and he's fighting his possessor. So they're just like, dan 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 funch, pipe, funch. And then they're jumping off fucking dishes that would break in a millisecond if they stood on it. And then both of them are slamming into bricks. And it's just like, they're doing no damage. They're fighting for literally, it felt like 30 minutes. I do recall. I remember we died a lot on that part, too. Yeah, because we're 30 minutes of input, Simon says, is hard. Mm-hmm. And we're just mashing buttons, mashing buttons. And then somehow, like, we beat him, right? And then we're down in this cellar that has a primordial ooze in the center. And then I have to mash buttons because it's trying to draw us in because mystical powers. And then the glowy bitch is like, put the bitch in the water. And we're like, <laughs> nah, that's a little girl that we don't know. But we're probably not going to do that. So we're fighting against the winds of change. And then you can hear Theory of a Dead Man start to rev up in the background. And we're like, no, we got to save her for Theory of a Dead Man. <laughs> and then after we beat her, we put her in the water anyway. And then, bam, good end. There's a tree. And then uh, you, you missed a crucial part. Oh, did I? The credits start to roll in Santa Monica by Theory of a Dead Man <laughs> starts to play. I was getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. So, ultimately, Brad, if you had to review Indigo Prophecy, if you had to give it a rating out of 10, what would you give it? Three. Oh, yeah. 
you know, I I'd give it a three, not because like giving it a one would mean like it's not a complete video game. Three just kind of puts it out there like play it if it intrigues you, but if it hurts to finish it, that means it did its job. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is a game that I I, I thought a three was generous. I'd probably give it like a two, if it was me, because I, I I'm looking at it in the sense that you watch this game get played through twice and then you played it on your own. I never want to play this game again, and I never want to watch a full playthrough of it again. <laughs> Here's the thing of it: it's just there's so many funny things that can happen in this game that are meant to be taken seriously that I've laughed so hard at that I probably have lost years off my life laughing at it so hard because mm-hmm. the part about cat dog where we literally had to stop the podcast, the, the video for two hours <laughs> because we couldn't stop laughing at cat dog jokes. <laughs> that alone gives it a boost from a two to a three, <laughs> a bonus, if you will, a bonus. <laughs> God, I honestly hate that we're even talking about it. Cause you're reminding me of the whole playthrough and how like every week it, like it took, it took some, some it took hours us, off of our sleep schedule for sure. It I, I want to say it took like, it was like over two months of like, I think you would come over like once a week and we would play it for like an hour. Yeah. And it, it took like two months to finish it because our schedules are so tied up all the time. But, and then that was when I was first getting into like video editing and stuff or like first starting to learn anyway. Yeah. And that's when I started putting it out. And that's when we used the really shitty microphone, and we were just doing our best. We were just shooting the shit, man. And now we're doing Alan Wake. And now we're doing the same thing. And now we're doing the same (laughs) thing, but a little bit better. And honestly, I couldn't ask for more. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any final thoughts you want to say about Indigo Prophecy? Please, for the love of God, everyone who listens to this and has the ability to comment on it, don't let Austin make me play Omicron, because I will not enjoy it. And I would like to say that if you guys enjoyed this podcast, this is our first podcast that we've made for the Great Gaming Show channel. Um, we do have a YouTube channel uh, by the same name, The Great Gaming Show, where Brad and I like to post our little gaming videos. We try to post as much as we can, but sometimes work and school gets in the way. But if you guys enjoy this type of content, just let us know. Let us know on the YouTube channel. We have social medias as well, at The Great Gaming Show on Instagram and Facebook. Free Bobby Schmurda. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> check out the social medias. Shoot us messages if there's games that you guys want us to talk about. This podcast is kind of meant to be, like I guess, a rant on some games and praise for others. It's it's sort of a review in some sense or another. Coming soon, our Dante's Inferno playthrough. <laughs> We have been tossing around the idea of playing Dante's Inferno, so we will get that out to you as well. But we don't know when because we have to finish Alan Wake first. It could I don't give be... a fuck. I'm killing some unbaptized babies soon. All right. And with that, this has been your hosts, Austin and Sicko Bomba Brad. We are signing out. See you later, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs>